0: today's show today is the 8th of June. It is Monday. We're starting a new week. We're one week down in June. And today in Southern California, it's super windy. Like there's going to be areas that have 30 to 50 miles an hour of wind, if you could imagine. So um, I hope not where I am. I haven't seen that much evidence of it yet. But um Man, if you have anything that's not nailed down, this is the time to nail it down or get it out of the way because you don't want it flying around. But putting all that aside, sometimes it's real windy in our heads, too, and we need to clean out the clutter and get rid of what's there. But I got to say, there has been um, situations in my life where the lack of self-love, has gotten in the way because when, when self-love isn't present, there's a lot of blaming and pointing fingers that happens. It messes with the energy exchange. It messes with, you know, trust, which is huge because you need trust to keep a relationship going, and it allows us to accept our ego's ideas of destructive behavior. Like, let me really tell them how I feel. Because what the person is thinking they're going to get out of it, like I'm hurt and I want you to be as hurt as I am, well, when you dump that on another person, that person now sees you with different eyes, not eyes that they necessarily want to see you with. Because what happens is when you start, saying things to people and they've trusted you and they realize that they can trust you but there's going to be a laundry list of payback like you never fill in the blank and the other person's like wow wow I'm not safe here I'm getting blamed for their issues do I, do I want to do that? Because it's going to go on. Because if the person is blaming you, they cannot see them. They can't see themselves and they can't see what they've just thrown up on you. And that stems back to how the person feels about themselves. I know for a fact that any time I've ever gotten upset at anybody, it was because I myself did not feel like I had my, my world together. And my problem was I probably depended on them to put my world together. And when that didn't work out, I thought I did something wrong in choosing as opposed to looking at what I was doing, which was hoping and wishing that somebody else will fill my holes for me. But when we lack that feeling of self-love inside of us, and we don't understand that everything goes back to us because self-love is ultimately an understanding, a self-understanding. If we don't understand ourselves and we're trying to understand ourselves through others, there's no way that can happen because nobody else has been with us our entire life except for us. Not even our parents past a certain point. We're going to experience a lot of things that don't have to do with the people we see every day. And so we have to have our own foundation set, and that is self-love. Otherwise, everyone else is responsible for our trash bin, for all the stuff we have not addressed. And then when that starts happening over and over and over again, that becomes exhausting. And people don't take that as a sign. They want to dump it on you and then they want you to be normal with them after they've just shown you that they're watching every single thing you're doing. Talk about a trick, double trick. And on top of it, blaming you and staining Sustaining the goodwill that lives between you or you thought lived between you, not knowing that that was there just in case it was provoked. People need to heal. We need to heal on our own. And we heal through love, not through anger, not through panic not through fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. And then you come and say to the person, people, and, and now I've seen this. It's been around for 18 years of my life, ever since I saw Christ, because at that, that point I have delved into people's lives in a different way. I could see more. I could feel more. And I trusted more what I could feel and see because Christ writes through me to me. To explain, not during, Christ doesn't tell me what to do. He allows me to do it, obviously, because of free will. But then once everything happens, then he will help explain to me what happened after I've made decisions. That's the best teacher. But when someone comes at us, with lack of love, lack of self-love. That is one of our greatest teachers. So I had a question on my page that said, I was asked, treat all people as you would treat yourself. What if people don't like themselves? Well, ultimately, you're not going to like anybody else. Because why would you give someone else something you don't have? You can't. Then it went on. Nadia Khalil, is the responsibility rather on us individually to love ourselves? Yes. Big yes. And then let that be the outward reflection of us to others? Again, yes. Self-love shines Self-love shines love outward to others. So let's answer the question, what is self-love? What is the relationship between us and our relationships in direct reflection between self-love and our behavior? And I know this person. And I understand this person. And I love this person. And I've had conflict with this person when their injured love entered our relationship. Because now I was being blamed for things that were just totally projected. And I knew it when it was happening because I get this feeling when people start saying things. When people start saying things that you do this, did you know you do, and they just dump it on you and they wait. All that happened in truth was that I was baited. I was baited for Mm. their unresolved issues. And I can't fix that for them. I can't be left to prove to every soul in the world that they can be loved. Because when you put another person in that position, and that person knows darn well, But that's not my job. Where did I learn that? Where did Christ teach me that? He taught me with and through my children. Khalil Gibran wrote in one of his poems, your children come through you, not from you. Really think about that. Your children come through you, not from you, which means they have their own life. And what if I die at any given point in their life? What if I died when they were younger? What if I died when they were in their formative years? What if it got me in their adult years or in their adolescence? They were going to have to find a way within them to cope to live, and to go on without me. So can I do everything for them? I can, but I will be doing them a disservice because that is a false cover story to ever tell anyone that you will do everything for them. You will be hurting them. You will be hurting yourself. Your life will go into a place of just Needing approval to be alive. Because let's say you didn't do what they wanted you to do. Now that sense of entitlement comes out and you get lashed out at. And most of it is that they are upset that they don't know how to take care of themselves. And now you are to blame. So I had a couple of lessons in that. Once on my way home from work, I got hit by a car. I was crossing the street and a car hit me. And the whole way home that day, and I couldn't even drive my own car. I had to leave it there and I asked them, please drive me home and let my kids see me so that they know that mommy got hit by a car, but she's okay. And By the time I got home, I couldn't remember their names. I knew they were my kids, but I was calling them by my youngest brother and sister's name. My, I just was dolted. I don't know if I was in shock or what happened, but I did not have that. And then I ended up going to the hospital, and it took me a, a little bit of time to recover. But that wasn't the, the issue. The issue wasn't the car accident. What happened in my brain was really my teacher. Nothing is as it seems nor as it is seen, right? What happened was I thought, oh, my God, what have I taught my children? And from that day forward, I taught them everything. I used to go to sleep after they slept and got everything done and got ready for the next day because that was all the stuff that didn't matter for them to learn yet but I knew I would teach them one day. But everything else while they were awake, I had them participate. Let's go here. Let's go there. Help me bring the groceries in. Help me put this away. Help me do this. Help me do that. Because I knew that those were the seeds of self-empowerment and love. And They were just natural, normal things. And I thought, great, that's how I am in friendships too. I talk, I listen, I hear what people say. I'm very responsive to what I hear. I know I'm a really good listener because there was a day when I wasn't. So when people start their responsibility on you by accusing you you immediately know that self-love is now making a difference in their lives especially if you can see it because that means that you have that understanding and patience towards yourself and every single time without fail when I talk To any human being who starts dumping their responsibility on me, the first thing that happens in my brain, oh, they need to work on that. And you know what Christ does every single time without fail? Pulls me out of the picture. Every single time. It even happened with my sister, one of my sister's. Every day I'm talking to her, talking to her, because I felt like I was teaching her. But what really was happening was that she was waiting for me, for the veneer, what she thought was a veneer of niceness, to come off. She was trying to push me to her level of pain. And one day, we were walking, and she unleashed on me. I was, I was not only in shock, if you took me and beat me to a pulp, that would not have felt as bad as what I felt from what I heard. Because what happened was I took her pain on The first time it happened, I, I called her back and I said, please don't ever do that again. Because the things you said, I cannot get out of my head. They were so painful to hear. Oh, so you can get mad too. Oh, so you've got some anger. And just went on and on and on again. I said, please, can you stop? And then it got louder and more direct. For one of the very few times in my life, I actually hung up the phone. After I hung up the phone, I got a barrage of emails explaining to me why I'm so bad. Now, this is probably the second or third time I've gone through this with her, but she's my sister. I can't throw her away, and I love her, and I understand that she's in pain. Do you know that for almost an entire year, I could not pick up the phone, I could not email, I just, I knew what I knew, I didn't need to continue to live in that energy. It's like I was whipped out of her life. A year later, something happened to me and I called her just to tell her I love her, and to check on her. I mean, I do check on her through my sisters, but direct. Call we had, and she said, I am so sorry. After that happened was the hardest time in my life. And she taught me that when people start throwing it up on me, which is true for all of us. And we know that our intentions weren't bad towards that person at all in our hearts. And they'll tell you their intentions are good. They'll tell you everything good they've done. And they'll tell you everything bad that you've done. And nothing is that lopsided. So you will right away know balance is off and there's no energy exchange. And there's a pressure to perform now. You have to prove to them how how you're not that person they just said you are. But when you have self-love, the difference that makes in your life is that you know that that's what's going on. You know that you didn't do that. But the only way she could see it is when the punching bag, me, got taken out of her way. For her to realize that no matter what I did in my life I am not responsible for her life. People all day long, but they have to want to help themselves. When people throw my words back at me, well, no day ends as it should. And I'm like, yeah, think about that. Why are you telling me? Why are you trying to force my day to fit into your agenda? Again, self-love understands that. That's the difference it makes. So when you treat all people as you would treat yourself, and that tape is the one you're treating someone with, then you are telling people, hey, you know what? I still have things to work on. The question of what if people don't like themselves, it's not a question. It's really the question is what if people don't attend to their issues? Because that is what looks like not liking yourself. It's not about liking yourself or not. We all like ourselves fine. We get along with ourselves. We can go day to day. We have our routines. Even if our self-love isn't intact completely or enough for us to solve issues yet. We, we still have to get through our own. doesn't mean we don't like ourselves. just means that we have pain to attend to. And we all do. In different ways. But once we grow through that, we learn. We learn a lesson. And once we learn a lesson, we have recognition. So if I'm getting pulled into the pain party of another person, I know at that point that I'm going to be the target. And I am going to be pulled out. Because there's no way I'm going to tell that person, teach that person, show that person how. Because now they need me to fight. And sure enough, like clockwork, like what happened with my sister and what's happening here. Trying to explain it over and over and over again. Trying to secretly, weirdly message it out into the world. As though you can't see that coming. Pay attention. Paying attention to what is in our heart. To what is in our soul. Whenever someone says, everyone does this to me. It's not everyone. It's what you are putting out there. People react the same not to you, to the behavior. You see, ego is a very interesting energy. It comes in and it says, well, if this person really loves you, they will do this or they will do that. And if you listen to that, you are going to set your soul up for a series of lessons to teach you that it's nothing to do with them. They could die today or tomorrow, and you will never see them again. And then who are you going to find to blame? It's never about anybody else, ever. Fear, doubt, worry bring out control and guilt mechanisms in us. When we have fear, we try to guilt people into staying by us. We try to keep bugging them to see if they, if they pick up. And if they do, then, then they're still okay. And they're hanging on by a thread to say, I'm okay. But the truth is, when we feel ourselves in that kind of desperation, we need to ask ourselves, Why? why do I feel like I can't make it without proving to myself or self-medicating through this person that I'm okay? So what if people don't like themselves? I'm going to tell you right now, flat out, full strong, it's not about liking yourself. It's about taking care of your business. It's about taking care of your business. I had a situation where I was working with people, only I did not know they weren't working. And They were waiting for me to tell them what to do when I was working for them to guide me. But it didn't become a guide. It became a babysitting situation exhausted, it broke my heart in ways, I mean when these things happen I get really quiet because my brain is trying to figure out where did that fail because then I will have recognition that's learning the lesson, I don't do it on purpose but I can't talk and think at the same time And I've been that way throughout life. I have to retreat and I have to organize. And I ask myself, I put myself through that self-love filter of understanding. What were my intentions? What was my role? And when my intentions are just out of, oh, my God, if I don't do this, that person will fall apart, I know I've gone too far. I can't fix them. I may want to, which is a whole different paradigm, but I can't. It's not my job. And when you do try to help someone and they are in pain, if they do not want to hear and they want to blame, the best way for them to learn is to let them, in a, in a weird way like with the coronavirus, to self-isolate. To think Like what really was my role? So I go back to the question over and over again in my mind because these things are going to happen in the future. No one can see them coming. No one has a crystal ball. Filter question every day to myself is, did I do my best from heart? If I feel a sense of desperation overcome me, like, wow, if that doesn't happen, I will fall apart, I say, why will that fall me apart? Why will that? Or people who have to disagree all the time, or people who have to agree all the time, or people who have to you know, blame you all the time. Well you didn't do this for me and then you know, wah 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 and I'm like, wait a minute those tears those are yours. I did not live with you all of your life. I can guide you out of that place. But now I found a way to do that, and you can read the book or you can take the classes. Because physically, I don't have time to do it for every single person on earth. Nobody does. Even a mom who has four kids. She has to do it every day with her children. Because it's who we are they will learn, not what we say. And that's why Christ pulls me out, so that the lessons can be seen. It's not about me. It's not about the blame. It's not about the hurt. It's about us facing our own bag of tricks. Because that victory is the victory in our lives. That is the greatest turning point in our lives. Instead of questioning others, questioning ourselves. And that's the biggest difference that self-love makes in our lives. Don't ask, why is everyone running away from me? Ask, why am I pushing people away? Different questions. Different answers, different energy. And one can heal you and one can push you further away from yourself and others. It's so crazy. But I thank you for the question. I thank you guys for starting your week with me. I will see you tomorrow. I can't wait. I love you guys so very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.